0: Welcome back ladies and gentlemen. This is a special holiday episode between Justin Juice Kelly and BJ Robbins. We are Flyover Media and we wanted to sit down, chat, have a good time and uh, you know, give you guys something to listen to while you're maybe driving to a family get together that you may not want to be at. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, welcome to the program, folks. Thanks for joining us on this <laughs> momentous
1: occasion. Um, do you get excited for holidays? I do. I, I know you. I know you're going to get real excited when, when the baby comes. Yep.
0: Yep. May. That, uh, I lo-
1: I loved it. We uh, used we used to put, used to put up yarn on their door mm-hmm. so they would break or uh, ribbon or whatever yep. it was.
0: No. Yep. Now I don't even think they're going to get out of bed. <laughs> um, see. So my thing is. We've talked about it, I think, on this podcast before. <clears throat> One of the things that I'm most excited about having kids is being able to experience the things that have lost any kind of special feeling or, you know, excitement that we used to get when, for example, like I love the holidays. I love seeing my family. I love seeing Jen's family. Um, I enjoy giving gifts and having a good time and, and, and hanging out with everybody but it just doesn't feel the same as it did when I was a kid. And I think when I have a kid, that's almost one of the reasons that I think humans are hardwired to have kids so that you don't just end your own life because everything sucks and it gets boring and nothing's cool anymore when you get old.
1: Oh, yeah, or have <clears> an animal. <throat> I mean, I know my brother-in-law. Mm. He does I'm not married and kids. And Which, then, I, yeah, I, I feel like maybe
0: I just, like, isolated a lot of people. by <laughs> No, saying, like he has a cat and he buys, alienated. A,
1: he buys the cat's gifts and my wife will buy the dog's gifts. Yeah. And then... Um, No, you're right. Because once you get married, and then, like, I guess if you live in the same town, because I know AP travels to Fort Wayne and Mm -hmm. then to Mitchell, those are both over an hour each way. Well, Fort Wayne's like two, over two hours. Yeah. Mine's like 55 minutes or whatever. And everything, they want to start everything at noon. Yep. Going to Goshen, it's uh, three hours away. They're like noon. I almost went there to Goshen. Yeah. I almost went for college. Um, Basketball. Oh, really? Yeah. Before I broke my foot. Yeah. But, but it's like, and then when you're, when you're married and, and, and the worst part about it is now, now I have two kids and it's like, Hey, Thanksgiving is like, Hey, it starts at noon. And I'm like, and it's really my only really, cause it's one of the very few days where you work somewhere and it's actually closed yeah yep. and you're like no phone calls, no nothing. Mm-hmm. You can wake up when you
0: want. You could just ah. But man. then you have that timeline though of noon. Yeah. So then <clears throat> you got to wrangle my three, four people. I grew, I grew up in uh, a family that I could never understand why everybody was so stressed out to get somewhere on time on the holiday. Yeah, you know
1: why I want to become successful? It's just because I want to have the bigger house. Yeah, and people have to come to my house.
0: <laughs> Make them come and, to you. And I,
1: and I did like uh the house that's actually a couple. I mean, my house now is like weird big because it's, yeah. it's a ranch. But like, and then like I always, always hated it when we went to like my certain people's house. Not because I didn't want to go to their house or see them. It's like there's no room. Yeah. And you're all sitting on the couch like this. And then they control the TV, they control, yeah. control all the narratives. But I remember when, uh, we were on our way down and uh my mom called me and she's like, hey, where you at and I'm like well we're like 10 minutes late he's like well it's noon it's 12 of 3 they want to eat and I'm like
0: then eat. Dude I had this exact conversation uh, with a couple of like comedians and I don't or not, maybe not even a couple of comedians it might have just been me and Johnny but either way I was having this conversation we were on our way to Thanksgiving and we had gotten a bum address and I had put it in my GPS and we're driving around this like fancy ass neighborhood in um, like Fisher's and I was like this doesn't seem right. Like I I know my family does okay and does well, but none of us are living in these houses and like, nah, bro. <laughs> so we like, we pulled to a stop at the end of the GPS and I'm like, no, this isn't right. There's no cars. There's even new houses being built in this area. I'm like, no, this isn't right. So then I looked at my GPS and like, it had taken me to like a street instead of the actual address So then I got the actual address and so we're, you know, I'm hauling balls to get there and I do, I get that phone call from my little brother like, Hey, how far are you out? And me being the way I am, my mind starts thinking, you know what? They're calling because they want to start eating. They gave me the wrong address. And then i start to get annoyed because my whole thing is like it's almost like i'm reverse getting mad at them because i'm like i'm getting mad because i'm like you guys should have just started eating because i just texted you and told you i was at the wrong address and then then like you know i become the asshole but then maybe in my mind i'm like now actually they're the fucking assholes because they're getting mad at me for being late and not eating when I was like, just fucking eat. I don't care. That's why I said, I'll I,
1: get there and I'll make my plate. I said, Mom, for the love of God, it's three minutes. <laughs> it's twelve o three. Yeah. I said, I'm sorry. I had to drive an hour and ten minutes here. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. And she's like, and my, I was thinking that my mom. She's like, Yeah, I know, because mm-hmm. or whatever. And we get down there, and like, I don't really eat Thanksgiving food because my,
0: yeah, my whole thing has just been like, just do do what you would do if. If I wasn't gonna be there, and then I'll get there, and then I'll have a good time, and I'll I'll make my plate, I'll enjoy it, and I'll have. And my a good brother time. didn't
1: go to this Thanksgiving, yeah.
0: Like, so uh, what was like? What was the reason for that?
1: He just doesn't far away. He doesn't like. No, he lives like he lives in Seymour. This is in Crothersville, which is just a little bit in, um, south where we live at. And he's like, yeah, I just don't want to go. I don't like him. <laughs> I am like, okay. He's like, yeah, I don't, don't want to go there. And I am like, I guess there is some tension or whatever. And I am like, okay. Well, after we get done here, Craig, we'll go over and see you, yep. which is fine. Yeah. And then mom's like, Hey, are you going to go to the graveyard? And I'm mm-hmm. like, And I forgot, like, my family is big on like, someone dies. Yep. And we go visiting. S- then we go stare at a grave. Yep. To me, it's like the weirdest thing possible. Cause it brings back everything that happened, right? Cause it, that one was very vivid. Yeah. Obviously, it was my pops, but. Anyway. Do you think that that's something that's kind of died out? No. There's like a people
0: bunch, doing that. There's a bunch of people out there. Really? Yeah. That's interesting because I, I don't think and well and you know I was actually talking about this to somebody else the other day. My mom had me when she was really young, so barring any kind of like freak accidents, everybody that's like super close to me, family wise, is going to be around for another twenty, thirty years. So like, yeah. so nothing's really going to happen, and you know, I just don't, I don't think we've had anybody that's passed that we're like. We should go check. We should go take flowers to the grave, or like go do something. Like I've just never had that experience. So you have your. So we have our first
1: Thanksgiving at the pops. That's what Mm -hmm. it was. And then we go to the. So we're out there. Then we go where my mom was with my (coughs) aunt. Then we go to the graveyard. I the graveyard just the term. Yeah, it's just like it's like. Just, and then and then i have to go back over to my brother's house he's like oh great to see you and i'm like yeah we just drove here and then we had to realize that he's dead which yep. is soul crushing and you didn't want to come out there and if <laughs> if i didn't agree to go to the graveyard the mom wouldn't have left right. and then wouldn't be over here to see you yep and then so I was, so you're
0: kind of like the leader of the of the clan aren't yeah you?
1: but and then this and this is something i want to get into and, and this is kind of um and I was thinking about this and I was like, um, holidays, people are, are like more, I think people are more selfish than I ever realized my, in my whole life. Oh yeah. Like it really realize like before I came, um, I went to chiropractor and then I went to the nursing home to see, see my aunt and just walking in there. It, my mom worked in the nursing home and then she worked in the Alzheimer's ward and the dementia ward and things like that. And. She did activities for them, like board games yep. and stuff like that. I'm
0: permanently uh, scarred on nursing homes from my childhood when we used to go see my great grandmother. And and yeah, I walked
1: in there the the, the smell of urine is back, and I, and I'm not disrespecting it. And then I was, no, I mean, yeah. and I, and I was just and then so once saw my aunt, which was awesome. I hadn't seen her, and um, and then my mom's like, hey, do you want to take her Christmas presents? to a room or whatever and i'm like yeah sure so we walk by all these people and mm-hmm. then and like so we open this door and then a lady with a helmet is coming at me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and, and but i'm so I, I know what to do because my mom worked in one right <laughs> so i know not to freak out yeah. so i stop yeah and then i just you know if she wants to hug me i'm gonna let her hug me yeah unless one of the one of the people they were like hey don't let her hug you right or whatever and then another lady's behind, behind me, like, how'd you get in here? Why are you here? Another person that's in the home or whatever. So we go put the gifts up or whatever. And then I was just like, I don't, and my mom walked me outside after I left. She's like, she's like, I used to work in a place like this. I like, I can't stand to be, be in this place yeah. anymore. And I was starting to think about it was because my, her older sister, dementia, the sister now is dementia. And like my mom was like next in line. Mm-hmm. It or whatever, and I was like, I can't put her in one of these places. Well, hopefully, like I might, I might just have to like, like take her out because yeah. I do. I don't want her <laughs> no to be way. in. The, I don't want her to be in that place. Yeah, because I'm thinking about like, you know, these. It's just like yeah, they have roommates and stuff. Hopefully,
0: the them. odds are like one in three. She'll be okay, and then you won't have to deal with it.
1: And there's like just people running around with like and i keep thinking about their cnas which is a very 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 difficult difficult
0: job job. and they don't i mean the
1: turnover rate people
0: want to talk about teachers getting paid cnas should get paid a little bit more
1: yeah the one lady was so nice in there and then like one lady they brought out the like just like 12 foot tall food thing that they pushed through and one lady tried to steal drinks off of it (laughs) and i'm just like no i (laughs) like, i I don't i not now i believe in assisted suicide more than ever (laughs) like i'm like i like i'm gonna tell my wife like hey if i get to this level like just let just Fig- figure it out like just do something still a bunch of Xanax <laughs> give me some nyquil and just grind uh, it up into a smoothie yeah have everybody yeah i'll just <laughs> and then just i will say because i don't I, I and that's the selfish part is we want people to hang on forever and yeah like we don't think about them like
0: you know we don't think about them we're just like hey it's okay yeah well and man i had a. Uh, like when i think back on my experience with nursing homes man i it's a vivid picture that's burned into my brain and i know it was not the way my brain remembers it because my brain remembers it like a fucking scary movie. Like, yeah, I feel like I remember that the lights were all off. There was like a little old lady in a wheelchair that was like reaching out for me to like touch me. I was like, I mean, and that's, what's so crazy. Cause it was burned into my brain at like five or six. And ever since then, I never wanted to go back and never wanted to go in. And what's crazy is Jen and I went, we went on a uh, vacation with her, um, brother-in-law and then her younger her older no her older brother and sister-in-law younger brother we went on vacation to go see her grandmother and grandfather that were both kind of like really really old so we were kind of trying to make this trip because this might be the last time they ever see them alive and we flew down there and I'll tell you dude i like from a time that I was four or five I'm 28 29 30 and i'm like having a panic attack that I'm very like good at like kind of hiding it while I'm in the car on the way there. But I'm like literally thinking like, I don't want to fucking go in here. Like I don't want to go. But then you go in there and you realize like you're an adult now and everything's not completely scary and you kind of understand what's all like going on around you. And, um, but I still had that whole, like just pit of my stomach. Like, Ooh, I don't want to go. No. in No.
1: Well, my mom works there in high school. Then after I graduate, so we still stop by there and see her mm-hmm. and, and, or whatever. And then, like we have people come up and be like, and and they'd be like, like, are you Jimmy? And I'm like, uh, yeah. uh no. And and my and my, uh, my I handled it well. <laughs> like I can see if you're not used
0: to that, and this yep. in, in this person's eyes, you're their grandson. Yep. My my great grandmother was like in that um, dementia kind of ward too. So like everybody that you saw was like very off. Oh yeah. When I was little
1: yeah and and you just like the people that work in nursing homes that 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 do the right thing i mean yeah i don't think they're going have credit but it, another thing is it's a and the funny part is it's a business yep beds up and bring someone over <laughs> and that, that is a weird thing you said it's like hey we need you to come down and see uncle bill yeah you know and then you walk in, but hey, Uncle Bill, like you're only here because you think I'm
0: dying. Or, or the fact that uh, her grandfather was also um, he was a war veteran, and like he was a very, very strong, powerful like man. Yeah, lost uh, one of his legs in some sort of uh, situation, but like played golf into his like 70s, 80s, and you know only had the one leg, but he was like still out there playing golf and having a good time, being a you know a. a very strong older gentleman and then it's like almost like just bam and then he went to where he wasn't able to really remember people's names he didn't really know who he was talking to so it just felt like it felt very weird to me and it goes back to what you were talking about with being selfish because like it's almost like he doesn't know who any of these people are that are talking to him so like
1: could you imagine not fake could you imagine faking that at one point <laughs> and just be like been married for 50 years and then all of a sudden she's
0: like that makes me laugh so hard because when they were when because he was still married to their grandmother but he wanted to be in the VA nursing home because he was a military guy and he wanted to be around other military people and she wasn't allowed to be in that one so they like put him into separate nursing homes and he was just kind of like "Ah, oh, fuck it like i'm here and i'm happy here yeah and she can go be wherever she wants you know she's still my wife and i still love her but yeah you could go ahead and stay over there oh uh, just isn't I, that so weird yeah no just he
1: just and he'd just be like who are you <laughs> uh, Who who is that
0: and then she walks away and be like i knew that bitch is <laughs> yeah well what's really funny is like i think they would uh they would get together like they would still like go and like get dinner together at each other's like nursing homes like the on whole trips no, like the day trip thing yeah like day trips but like
1: the notebook makes the nursing home seem like it's a great thing to go to yeah
0: like hey you know you can, you can remember all of your past life and come back for a little bit and then yeah. No. no, yeah. Like, they
1: really loved each other. He read to her all the time. Like,
0: but, but I think we just sat on. and talked about nursing homes for about 20 or 30 minutes, and it's a holiday it. episode. <laughs> Yeah, that, I hope that made everybody really happy right now. So
1: go hug, go hug that smelly aunt <laughs> that like that you know that's going to like and hug that weird political dude that's going to say yep. something stupid. The racist uncle. Yeah, he's going to be like, that's not racist. That's not racist. And that's and that's the funny part is if you live in if you live up here and then you go see some of your family that still lives like in like rural towns and you know and then you talk to them and then they look at you like an anomaly. Like you, yep. you live up there? Yep. What's that like? Well, I'm like, like it's like another planet. I'm like, um, <laughs> we still have like
0: gas powered cars. Yeah. Like what do you want me to say? We're, we're not in flying cars, and uh, we're not eating the uh, the little pill food that you throw in the microwave and it makes a whole meal.
1: Yeah. They want to say they want to they want to say something racial so bad, <laughs> and then they just want they don't think they can get away with you with you around. Yeah. And they'll tell a joke and be like, yeah, that dude told totally it work. I didn't think it was funny either, and I'm like. And why'd you just tell, we just said grace. And now you're telling me a joke about, you know, uh, who's driving the car. There's a black Latino and a white guy who's driving the car, you know, it's the cops. Like, Oh really? That's not, it's not that
0: funny, bro. (laughs) I used to have a, like a hardworking construction worker uncle. And he used to just like his, my thing is like, I've always been the kid in the family that's trying to like, move my way up and like make a lot of money and have a good life and be like, kind of like the, I had a lot of expectations I feel like on me. And, uh, he was the uncle that was around and he would always ask me, so how much you make an hour? And I'd just be like, you know, I'd say whatever it was, 1250, whatever. Cause I was in the beginning of my career at bio life. And, uh, he was like, well, come talk to me when you're over $20 an hour. And, like, and I just, what's funny is to think about it now back and think back it's like 20 dollars an hour not that fucking much like if you put it over a year's time as yeah. a yearly salary like i mean there are people that are fighting for 20 dollars an hour now because it's hardly a living wage for people
1: but yeah and that was always funny like you you make pretty good money there and i was just like yeah
0: <laughs> uh, and i'm waiting for someone i'm like well how much you make a year and i'm like no. you don't ask people that yeah yeah well, he was definitely that guy um but he was, in like, I mean, he was a union construction worker, like, you know, union labor or whatever. So, he like, he had his, his mind made up about how the world was. Yeah, and then the,
1: we were at Thanksgiving, and there was uh, three dead deer heads. And I, I got the explanation of what year they were killed. Oh, nice. And, like, where, where he was at. Yep. And I was just like, I wonder if you feel the same way about your kids as you do those dead deer. Probably not. Definitely couldn't tell as detailed of story no and then he was just and then he starts in and was like so think trump get reelected?" and i was like i don't
0: pay attention to politics did, like that's i i actually was gonna this, make it, a joke about that with like the talks. impeachment thing yeah but i was like i don't think i know for a fact i don't know enough about it to talk to bj about it and i don't think bj cares enough about it to talk about it so we're not going to talk about it only thing i'm going to say about it is this
1: this is my little synopsis I said this. Uh, I think I said this on um, off the cuff from yep. Flyover Media. Um, you got your reality president. Like our our world is was ran by reality stars. That's what we won't, We all want to be a Kardashian, and then we elected one, and then the circus started because uh, everybody doesn't know how to. We all have Twitter and social media, yeah. and we're all right, and we all interpret things like you got. You all got what you want on the right and the left it's on you guys yeah until unless they unless the civil war starts and they actually come to johnson county Mm -hmm. then i'll start worrying about it yeah other than that i gotta go to work in the morning yep i gotta pay my bills you know because the light company like hey they're impeaching the president yeah good uh we'll be there tomorrow show your lights off like ah damn it (laughs) nothing (laughs) stops this world will never stop we've this world is so fast it'll never stop right and it does it's we're just a laughing stock. It's what
0: I've t- talked to you or, and talked to a bunch of people about is like, the, who the president is does not really affect me personally um, yeah it's a joke that
1: there's ap always says that joke it came from um i can't remember what comedian and i and he said it's, if the president affects your life that much then you made some really bad
0: life choices it sounds a lot like adam carolla because adam carolla was like i used to listen to his podcast very religiously no, and i haven't it, it for a long time it
1: wasn't him it was um I think he's one of those people that, along with Bert and those guys. Bert, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: But either way, it's just kind of fucking. It's very true, in my opinion.
1: Well, my father-in-law visited, and and my father-in-law is a re- Was he's a retired research chemist for Dupont. Okay. Doctor Anthony S. Ragone, right? Wow. And now he owns his own business where he where they can actually help with grain with their lasers and like real high tech, pretty cool stuff, right? Yep but then you see his face Facebook post and you're like, Oh my, he's, he's in a trap. Yeah. Like, it, is it far right? Far left, far left, far left because he is a, um, um,
0: super college educated. Yeah. He's, um, he has a doctrine in the philosophy of chemistry. Well, and that's, that's the, the one thing that I thought was interesting when I went, cause I was in college for almost like eight or nine years. And, uh, it felt like professors like very much pushed their political agenda in more in a very blatant way that was different than any other public setting I've ever been in.
1: And he paid through his way through college, paid through his way through, um, uh, whatever grad school. And then, and then got his do- doctorate. Yeah. And so he's self-made,
0: right? Yeah. Which and, would make you think he would be the opposite of left.
1: Yeah, well, no, I see what you're saying, but I mean, I think he thinks that a lot of people that were handed things. Mm-hmm. I think that's what bothers him and but um like he's one of the smartest guys I know, yeah. very successful, and then I'm just like but he gets caught up in that in, in just that that social media awkwardness of like posting things and I'm like I'm I'm just all of a sudden I'm like, How can I be above this and I graduated high school yeah. this dude? <laughs> doctrine and philosophy of chemistry owns his own business One of the smartest men i know and he's posting memes about like stuff i'm like okay like so it doesn't matter how smart you are
0: you can still get sucked in that oh yeah you can get sucked into the the lifestyle and the the thought processes that other people have um my gran- my grandfather is a prime example. Like The older he gets, the farther right he gets, and he gets all of his news from Fox News. All the other ones are crooked, and they are exactly kind of what Trump has said, um, and he'll tell you about it. He'll tell you exactly, he parrots exactly what the whole right-wing thought processes are now
1: yeah and it's like it's either you know and i saw a thing where i was like if you put yourself in a box and have to check it that you're right or left you've already failed yourself yeah if you i mean i and everybody this is the funny part is everybody's like there's too many labels or too many of this i'm like yeah but you're quick to throw yourself in a label if you think you're right you know you know if you're like well i'm conservative so i'm right like are you well i'm i'm a leftist are you i'm uh, we're better I'm like are you so you're saying that you can't So so what you're saying is you can't go to a fast food place and look at the menu and be like hey there's a lot of options here like this is i like this a lot this is healthy for me and then go through and actually make a critical thinking is dead that's what i've realized in 2019 critical thinking is dead no one can think on their own We have to have things force-fed to us like we're infants, and we have to align ourselves with groups and cliques like we're in high school. Like, I'm with these kids over here. Yeah. And and it's very
0: clear even in, like, um, I'm not even that old, but I do have people that work for me that are a little bit younger, and uh, they will wait for you to be free to ask a question that if they just took the time to look it up in our sops they'd be able to like standard operating procedures they'd be able to find their answer age
1: doesn't matter on that i realize that really, because i i we both manage yeah. a lot of people and yeah. and i know this will be quick to send me a message and i'm just like like we just did you I, not I, even make an effort to try to find that and answer I said, I said we just i said we just had a phone conference on Tuesday about this like i covered this And why are you asking me this? So that means you didn't pay attention or at the end was like, Hey, does anybody have any questions about what I just covered? He didn't speak up. You didn't speak up or send me a private message or a text message or email and say, Hey, I'm not real clear on this direction we want to go. Yeah. So it wasn't my failure to communicate. It was your failure to make sure. And now I'm holding you accountable for this. And you're like, what? (laughs) So no. And then like, I've had people that work for me that are 18 years old, all the way up to 60 years old. And either way, it's just, it, it, it. I just think we don't have a lot of people that, because jobs are not as
0: meaningful as they once were. In high performers, it's almost like the uh, the class system now where people are saying that the upper class, like the elite rich people and the lower to middle class, the gap is spreading on how far those are apart. I feel like the high-performing workers and the low-performing workers, the gap is getting farther apart. You don't get very many people anymore that are like, come to work, do their job, go home. They don't really make mistakes. They do a good job, but they don't really care. They just want to make that paycheck so they can have you know, their life outside of work. It's either this person's all in, they're gung-ho, they know everything about the job, they're your people you want to have work for you, and then you've got other people that are literally – we're making up for all of their issues because they're so bad. It's not a middle ground anymore. At least it, no, well, no. in my experience.
1: No, I, and, and and because there's no there's no loyalty. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a loyalty. I mean, if if you work at a certain place, like uh, I got a friend that works at Allisons, right? That's that's going in their mind. They went there because it's a career. Yeah, retirement insurance whatever and 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 so Allison's transmission yeah that's funny that's uh one of the i'm not going to talk about it (laughs) so but the thing about it is though and the scary part is you know that's a place that can shut down um i saw this article because i work in retail i have for a very long time and and that's one of the reasons i thought about leaving retail not in a not not because of where i currently work at just because of this uh, this year, U.S. retailers announced 9,302 store closings, a 59% jump from 2018, the highest number since CoreSight Research began tracking the data in 2012. Bankruptcies in the retail sector intensified this year, and many struggling
0: chains cut stores. Do you think it's because of all, I mean, not do you think, it's because of all of the online internet sales, correct? Yes. Because you can Um, kind of pretty much do everything you can do in a store now without going to the store.
1: Well, and then that's where retail, that's, all right, so you have employees in retail who are the instant gratification when they shop, right? So, and then if you have the instant gratification customer come into that shop, nine times out of 10, they don't know how to interact with each other. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, I want this. You're like, well, I'm sorry, I don't have that. And they're like, why don't you have it? I just don't we're out of it I'm sorry and they're just like well that's unacceptable and you're yeah. like and, and got and, no other answer for you and you have this clerk who's like I don't control ordering I don't control shipping I don't control how many we buy I'm just standing here with a name badge on wanting to ring you out I just don't have it yeah and but I think the social skills when it comes to selling um is gone because I went to go buy a car or we went to go look at cars and I want to see if I whatever and like I talked to like three different people. Like the first guy was busy, second guy got busy, and
0: sit with a third guy, and I was just like, "There." And and to jump on your point with that is, I feel like good salespeople aren't around anymore because they don't have to be good. Because when I went to go buy the vehicle, I bought the truck. I bought. Uh, I picked it out. I knew what I wanted if it drove well when I did the test drive I knew that's what I wanted but employee pricing killed it on right. the new car side because
1: when car sales started to struggle they went to offer like you can get up to five employee um, I worked at um, Chrysler uh, it was a Chrysler Dodge Jeep yeah so you can get employee pricing so <coughs> if someone walks up and like, hey I have what's called family plan mm-hmm. Ford has it everybody has it right because before it wasn't as as common as before yeah they'd come in and then when I was selling cars, that's a hundred dollars spiff. Mm-hmm. I'm not spending any time with that person. That's a hundred bucks. Right. So, and you got, you were working on a draw, which means they would pay you X amount of dollars per week. And if you didn't meet your draw and then, um, if you met your draw, then obviously, then you made it in your commissions. So I sold mm-hmm. like 12 cars in a month and I was on new car site. So I sold 12 new cars in a month, $1,200. Mm-hmm. And before back in the day, you sell 12 new cars like you would be a lot more money yeah but it was all employee pricing sold one used car and made twenty seven hundred dollars nice but and that's the whole point though is why would you want to buy a car with forty thousand miles on it if you can get one for basically employee pricing yeah. like i bought my truck in employee pricing with the rebates on it it was a forty three thousand dollar dodge just like yours but yep. minus the hemi yep uh twenty three thousand dollars from a forty thirty seven eight. So like almost
0: Uh, yeah, so like almost half of the price.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the funny part is, but yeah, you're right, salespeople are not out there because we don't want people in our face. Like I can't stand like I want somebody like I wear headphones when I go into Best Buy and when I go into like Sears or certain places
0: where You know you're gonna be approached by a salesperson. So I wear
1: headphones, right? and because i am a salesperson but then again if i need something i I, and i feel like we the turnover is so high in so many places because like you can go work at a warehouse for 16 17 dollars an hour and it's hard work right or you know they're gonna pay you nine ten dollars an hour yeah and um because i saw someone say well you can't pay everybody 15 dollars an hour it's gonna crush your um labor and i was like okay yeah but you pay for what you get. Mm-hmm. So if you're paying eight, nine dollars an hour, who are you going to get?
0: Dude? Yeah. Who are you going to get for and, that? And especially people don't want to admit that the economy is going okay, but the economy is going okay job wise and high performing people are not going to take a job for eight or $9 an yeah, hour.
1: Yeah, but we are, well, speaking speaking unemployment rate. It, it is going very well, but we don't talk about the differences. I left a high paying job. <clears throat> took a big pay cut. I'm still employed, but how much money did I lose in the process? Right. So, and that happens a lot of people like, so if, if $9,300 stores closed, other people need to get jobs, but it doesn't mean they got guaranteed to keep the same jobs. It also doesn't count how many people their unemployment ran out. Right. So there's a lot of factors in the old employment rate. And, and, um, every, every political party is used it. so that's not a shot at like the, the no, left or, or right because so you know there's actually both. six different ones you can have graphs you can pull up on unemployment there's six different ones i think there's six or nine
0: i mean it's just like anything you can make statistics yeah. say the point you're going for
1: yeah it's on the government website and everything like that so and, and i think that's but there's no critical thinking so when they said unemployment rate i was like why is it so low then i looked up wage gap and then i looked up how many different variations you could look up and i went through and found out how it worked i'm like okay so now i have a better understanding but we're quick to say unemployment we'll put it on such mean unemployment rates at its all-time low shove it up on mic like, yeah do you know how unemployment works no not at all no but it's low <laughs> yeah okay so if they tell you the sky is falling you're just going to believe whatever the source are you actually going to look at like dude there's nothing yeah. falling
0: um <laughs> when you said the wage gap it made me think of the the movie review podcast that you were doing with RB, and you guys were talking about Wonder Woman and yeah. saying who's her like who's her actual enemies or arch nemesis, and like I was screaming at my radio, the glass ceiling <laughs> <laughs> and the wage gap wage between gap. men and women. Like yeah. that's those are her nemesis, and that's what she's fighting for. And that's another issue that um,
1: that's weird is. is Like, my wife's capable of doing whatever she wants to do, but
0: when we had kids, she's like, I don't want to work all the time. I will go full on, and people might, you know, crucify me over it, but I've had this conversation with my wife before because um, we will get into this when we see stuff on Facebook or we see a news article or something, and I've gone on record with her saying, like, for example, you had your director of your job leave – and you took on 75 to 80% of her responsibilities, but you did not ask for more money and you did not ask for a title change or anything like that. You didn't try to ask if you could take over that role. Mm-hmm. And, and I am just going to go on a limb and say that you're you know a microcosm of a greater group of people that might be doing the same kind of thing whereas me if i took on my boss's role and a lot of his responsibilities i would talk to hr or i would talk to another person that was maybe my superior or somebody Be like hey i should be being compensated the same way that gentleman was Mm -hmm. being compensated or that woman was being compensated because they're not doing that job anymore
1: yeah, and, and I've done that, and I did it recently, and I was just like, so you want me to do this? And I was like, well, I want bonus off of this. Yeah. He's like, well, not for this month. I was like, well, if it's not changed for some month, I want compensated, and also you're switching me to this, which means I'm going to lose money, so can, right. I, we need to talk about a raise. Yeah, And then and, and it's funny is how companies are like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're asking me to do something that I don't have to do because I'm happy with what I'm doing. You're asking me to take on different responsibilities and do different things, and they're like, and this, and I'm not talking about the company I'm at now, but I've heard yeah. this in the past, like, you know what, it's paying your dues. And I'm like,
0: no, this, no. this is not 1950. Well, and what's what's amazing to me is my wife works in that kind of area. She works in the human resources area. So she knows that you can't, like, literally anybody can go to their boss tomorrow and be like, I would like a raise and, like, kind of discuss the the situation and, I know that not all companies are like mine, but if somebody comes to you with good reason and explains it and does it in a very professional manner, Nine times out of 10, the company's going to work for them, like work with them, like not necessarily give them what they want. But do you guys have structure to say, all right, every 90 days, every six months, you
1: have a yearly review? Yeah, we do. I used to work at, like we had a quarterly review. Yep. And then, you know, we had a yearly review and it was based on revenue. Yeah. It was based on profits. It was based on something you could see. Yeah, you can and control. Then, and then he also based it on the extra things that you did. Right. So it was pretty cool. And then, yeah. and like now it's like a little different. I'm like, like I, how, how how do I get a raise? Like mm-hmm. what, what what do I have to do? Is it never? You know, and the, there's no, there's no real like uh, feedback to you. No, is what you're saying. No, and there's not, and, and that's the difference between being in a corporate world and mm-hmm. a franchise world. Right. It's it you know, and sometimes uh, I've worked for franchises before where I'm like,
0: uh like what are we doing? Yeah, my my company struggles a little bit with giving that feedback because we'll do those reviews, but it's more, it feels more like checking a box where they're just like, Oh, we got the review done where we can move on. Like not really a lot of thought goes into it. Um, whereas, you know, my wife works at a company that's like one of the top rated companies to work for in Indiana. And, uh, You can tell just by the way she describes how her reviews go they literally give specific examples of projects she's worked on Mm -hmm. they give feedback of like oh you could have done better with this the way your delivery was of this message could have been better but here you crushed it. Like they give you specific actionable items, and uh, I don't know if I'm just getting, we're getting too nerdy about the work world right now. But
1: well, I mean, uh, last place I worked at, it was all on a computer. Like mm-hmm. all your everything was inputted, so you couldn't your numbers were your numbers. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't like debate them. Like right. this is how you perform, and it goes back to and is because it's just not all about your numbers. But let's say for example, is is we run me and you run a department together, mm-hmm. right? and we're running at uh year over year 70 we're year over year we're at 70 percent mm-hmm. right so we're behind year over year and then all but we do a lot of great things they don't know about but like five bosses up what do they see the year over year yeah man what's going on with your year over year like yeah. no these are my two best leaders like uh, really is it and then that's and that's where a lot of people don't understand how far Mike well these guys up top don't know Well, all they're do they don't know you they don't spend time with you well
0: and that to jump on that point too it's uh it's crazy because as I've gotten older I've always been a very like uh respectful of superiors so like I played sports you know when I grew up my football coaches knew everything even though they were 27 28 years old fresh out of college football coaches that really if you look back on it probably didn't know what the hell was going on in the world like they yeah. they didn't know they were just you know they just had that position of power that i looked up to and then when i started getting into the job world and things like that i always looked at my bosses as like oh they know what they're doing they know everything and then as i've gotten older i've started to realize nobody really has all their shit together really
1: no i noticed it like 20 i noticed it at like 19 20 years old yeah because i worked at a warehouse before i went i worked retail in high school then <laughs> then i worked at a warehouse with one of my best friends at the time and um and, and my boss and i was just like i was like man this guy's an idiot
0: yeah uh,
1: and i worked with another guy who'd been there longer than me I told a story how he knocked himself out because it was a you know a venereus. yep it was like we were – and so we had, like, very – and so you have to band them up with metal. And yep. No, I was, like, on a forklift, no forklift training. Yeah. <laughs> and I drove a front – Drive end, backwards? Yeah. Yeah. I drove, I drove a front-end loader. Yeah. You know, and of course, me, be like, dude, one thing about me that people want to know – I love to drive everything. I yeah. want to try I, like one of the guys let me drive a semi out of the dock and, it, <laughs> and I didn't shift right and it shift sh- and it came back and hit the wa- and hit the warehouse and like shook it. But I remember this. Guy, he was a really nice guy named Glenn, but they called him bear and mm-hmm. I was just in school with this kid or whatever. And, um, he actually wanted to fight me one day. He was like five, five foot across from me. I got him so worked up. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're an idiot. Like you didn't even graduate high school. Why would I listen to you? <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, you're seriously stupid. Yeah, like this is the peak of your life. Look at it. Yeah, I'm like, what well, if you think this is making it? I
0: feel sad for you. He probably went home and cried that night. Oh, dude, he wouldn't hit me so bad. <laughs> um, well, and and I've I was actually like pretty spoiled too because my very first manager at, at BioLife was pretty good. She she was very unorthodox and she was very. Um, did a lot of stuff that she wasn't supposed to do. I later found out, like she had mandatory uh, Friday night meetings to get our metrics in order, and it was like when we were off of work. So we still, I think we still got paid hourly, but like when I when I tried to do that later on when I was a manager, they're like, "You can't fucking do that." And I was like, "My old boss did it all the time. She like forced us to come in and." made us come up with the reasons why our metrics are bad and ideas on how to fix them and i was like that sounds like a great idea at this new center that i'm at that's doing a bad job in these areas and the uh hr people like you can't force people to come in off of their scheduled shift then put them on the schedule yeah like i don't know what i but if it was, you
1: scheduled them for like a two uh, two hours on a friday night i'd be like i'm out yeah
0: I'm done. well and it was funny because that sounds productive too on a friday night because <laughs> i worked i worked in uh muncie and i had moved down to like noblesville so i had like a 45 minute drive and i worked at uh i worked on a like an opening shift at 5 30 in the morning got off at like two or three and had to come back at like 7 for this for a couple hours and then drive back home. And uh, I just remember like hating my life at the time and then finding out later like, well, that wasn't allowed and to because, do that. See, people feared that person then. Because oh, yeah, we did. And
1: other people have been like, I'm like, I'm calling. Like, I would be like, yeah, I'm talking to HR. yeah, Like, we need to
0: talk to somebody. Like, you, you can't make us come in. Yeah. And then she, ended, she did end up uh, leaving to go somewhere else. But then I had another boss that was like, he was a former military guy great like great leader uh one of the best i've ever been around that had one-on-one conversations with employees but he had to have like a um, a witness or like another manager in the room when he was doing it so that he didn't set himself up for like uh, trouble with hr uh the only the only quirk this guy had was when he was talking to somebody and he had like a really difficult thing to say he'd go And then he would talk to him for a minute with his eyes closed, and then he'd open his eyes. Because he was thinking about what he wanted to say, but he, he always had the best responses. I always got people to do exactly what he wanted. We had, we ended up finishing fourth in the company in you know, metrics and got like a $1,700 bonus at the end of the year. And I wasn't even, I was hourly at the time. I wasn't even a salaried manager. I would have gotten a lot more if I was a manager at the time. I have great management skills. You have seen them. great management skills. <laughs> I just don't know how you could, you feel how you were able to talk to people and it'd be okay yeah <laughs> and then they agree with it yeah and then they walk away and i'm like what an idiot <laughs> the just the, the the first one that i saw you when you were talking to her and just the stuff you said i was like either he's really close with his employees or that's just how he talks to him all the time no we were all <laughs> but, but
1: see we were real close you gotta realize this uh, that was liz mm-hmm. um so, me. And, so I would come in at seven thirty in the morning and work to like seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, five days a week. So you're spending like, and they come in ninety percent of your time with these people. They work ten to seven. The, yep. the people up front, uh, sales managers come in at nine and they work nine to seven because we close at seven. So yep. they, I'd be there with them. That's and then, a fuck ton of hours. And then, um, yeah, the sales managers were at forty five hours um molly's position was at 50. jesus um and another guy was at 50 and then another guy was at 45 and then so you were just mm-hmm. you were there you were just there all the time and then at and halftime like some people would just hang out after work and i'd be like right. dude you have to go home yeah like well, then we would just hang out and then one of the store closed and then we would just at seven we would just turn the music on because we had to be there till nine Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, we were there till nine. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So the store was only open ten to seven, but like since we ran accounts, we were there from eight in the morning till nine at night. Yeah, and so we would just get so close and just that's how you pass time. And yeah, and you know I was an HR nightmare. Yeah, and now I'm not.
0: Now I don't really like I don't like trust. But then then that's what I thought. Like listening to you talk about, I feel like you kind of miss being able to be that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's what RB says. Like. He's like, hey, you can't do what you did there, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And and plus, I don't trust the people like.
0: But from what you like, from what we've talked about and the, the the things I've seen, you guys were successful where you were at. So yeah, we were ranked. Somebody like, somebody telling you not to do what made you successful is kind of tough. Oh, those
1: guys were loyal to. I mean, those guys would ran through a wall. Yeah. And and um, but and but it, you just spend so much time, and then even my boss Ben. Like we would just bust balls constantly, take Snap, Pet, Chat pictures of like of us dancing on their face, and send it to yeah. each other, and take <laughs> pictures of our boss, boss. Yeah, take pictures of the HR girl, lady next door, and yeah. like, like I get bet once a uh, four pack of Monster if I can get a picture of her cleavage in her office, and I did it. <laughs> she probably loved you. Uh, yeah, she did. Yeah, I think she knew I was a social path because <laughs> you have to be a social path to be a leader because one minute you have your boss telling you why his boss sucks i mean not just uh, every job i've had like you'll have your boss say something and you're like why is he telling me that more? and then next thing you know is you go to your trusted person like dude like i don't know what's going on with john but some shit no some shit's not right and mm-hmm. then and then that and then all of a sudden but you get too comfortable at times and it and it's hard to and now, like, when I took this new job, fired 33 people, like, in 40 days. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you're yeah, you're
0: done. Yeah, it's it's interesting because... Different I, talent pool, though. Because I enjoy those conversations. I enjoy being on the inside of stuff. So when my boss is talking to me about things that bug him, about his, you know, his superiors, I'm just like, oh, that's kind of cool that he goes through the same thing I do. Yeah, but there's so much is now... Um,
1: Someone, it's so political, and no matter where you work at, and we talk about like real politics and real life. But
0: I do a pretty good job of playing the game. You I gotta, always have. You have to
1: be a social path, and, and
0: another and, word is a, it's chameleon, but it's really a social. And you know, you know, you and I have talked about it because, and I've talked about it on the show that I'm a completely different person at work than I am at. What did my wife say your name like was? The, dragon, or yeah, something like Hitler, or the something. angry dragon. Maybe yeah. that sounds like a sexual move, but yeah, uh, no, I. I just take it very seriously, and I'm very, like, and what's funny is outside of work, people that know me, like, know that I don't really take anything very seriously.
1: No, and then that's the whole thing is, and I'm told that I'm oversensitive at work, and I get worked up too much but I'm like if you care about what you're doing and you're busting your ass and you're putting a lot of time and effort and sacrifice and someone does, really doesn't know what you're doing makes a comment and you're like no well, well, well then tell them to come and spend a couple of days with me yeah. but you can't do that to people Or my my favorite thing for, for, for people I work for this is me being sarcastic is I know this is a blanket statement this does not include all of you but like you guys are terrible <laughs> and you're like Okay. And then you start thinking like, is it Is it me? Is, is it is it us? Or is it just Because you gotta realize people that run things, they they're very they have their
0: own Whoever says that, and I'm not judging you if you've said it, but that's the laziest fucking thing to say. Oh no, I fucking hate it. Because like, you have like you have to have those individual conversations with people that are not doing what you want them to do, and that's because either A, they're being lazy, B, they're scared to have those conversations cuz they don't like the uncomfortable conversations. I've worked with all these people that are like different types of people or C, they're just they're not they don't know how to fix it so they just want to say it to everybody because they're looking for somebody else to find the answer or to fix it
1: yeah or or and you know in this case i'm just like here we go let's start off uh, a, a morning ride. let's rah 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 yeah because i'm like no i mean if you know the people that are struggling and it's a small enough company like call
0: them yep. send them a message or or support them because that's what i i get a lot of uh good loyalty from my team members because i like ask them like how can i help you fix this like i will work on this together we'll figure it out together and then that gives me an understanding of what they're doing every day instead of me telling them, like I don't understand this process but you need to do it fucking better. No, and that's the
1: whole thing is is then but you got to find that balance because in, and instead of being a fireman. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times we take leadership as being a fireman, mm, putting out the putting out the messes and you know in, in or the tra- cleaning up the messes. And we're about to wrap up here, but the yeah. transition though is is into what I do now. I like being on podcasts. I like I like this more than anything. Yeah. Um but like I was on the AP one night and then I I got some messages from people or whatever asking my opinion and I was like why are they asking me this for he's like hey dumbass they look up to you and and I go why they're like well
0: you look like you have your shit together and I was like man that's the best con job ever it's a good thing though and I think that you do I think you have your shit together better than even you give yourself credit for um i was actually talking with uh, well i realize i'm old because like <laughs>
1: I, i'm 39 i think i'm the oldest out of everybody that comes yeah. besides i think mondo and rb and rb yeah yeah R- yeah but he doesn't add a whole lot to anything <laughs> he has this, we love you rb he has this he won't listen to us anyways yeah. he's never listened to any one of ours has he even listened to his own no <laughs> no that's awesome he's, he's prepared one topic and it didn't go well and he's like,
0: I'm I, no he more. He never I, wants to do it again. It was, pre, was presents. He's like, dude, this ought to be a good one. I was like, yeah, I, I was like, cool, this is cool. He's kind of like me, though, because when I try stuff and it doesn't go well the first time, I'm like, fuck it, I'm never trying that again.
1: No, I mean, he's like, he's stuck in his way so bad. Because and I can tell, and it's funny. It's because you could just walk around and see things. He's stuck in his own pattern. Well, the the
0: lining up of the beers. Yeah, but like like O C D about his uh, refrigerator. Yeah, but there's yeah, but like shoes dust everywhere. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I was talking to Jacob about this last night because I did the Thunderwolf podcast. Have no idea when I'm going to release it, but it's released uh, on iTunes now on the Thunderwolf uh, Apple. Uh, Podcast feed, but I started to tell them, or he and I got onto the subject of I'm into too many things that I feel like I can't get great at one thing. And I'm trying to make the decision on what do I need to cut out to be able to free myself up to really focus on, you know, one thing. And we, I just started listing the things. I really want to get good at golf because I love golf with my friends. I like beating my friends and family as much as possible. And I want to be the best. I want to be the best out of everybody. Maybe even do like small local tournament type things. Would love to do that. But then I also like to tinker around on my motorcycle and work on it and then ride it and go on trips with people. I love to do the podcast. I love to do uh, media with other people, meet other podcasters, network with other podcasters. Just picked up doing the stand-up comedy. Like I like doing that because I like to be a part of the scene, that kind of thing. Hang out with the people that are involved with that. But it's almost exhausting to do all of the try to try to do all of these things and be great at one of them, or am I just going to be kind of crappy at all of them and just do them just because it's fun for me? no and, and, and then uh, i have a full-time job that's yeah. the, that's the last part that i forget to add in every time
1: so the thing that i and, and i get it because <laughs> i was like well what i want to do so i'm not going to do stand-up because like i don't i, I don't want to do that because the, the job that i have now or whatever because yep. now doing this podcast like people have to come to me mm-hmm. and like come to my studio and then it's at the, my my time so i can tr- i can still control that yeah. but like golf i used to play a ton of golf too mm-hmm. uh, it was cbs like all the big leagues but golf so yep. but like you have to what spend like what is it six hours at a range for every nine holes that you play yep. or something like that it's ridiculous yeah and then you know i used to take my kids in their stroller mm-hmm. and then sit there and hit balls yeah i was like is this the best thing for them (laughs) but then again you know and it's it's like just be focused on like one thing that that's like true happiness but then again you don't know what's
0: really going to bring you the most joy right and i and jake jake asked me he was like so what would you cut out and what would you focus on and i'm a very like what's right in front of my face type person at the moment so like my first instinct is to say comedy but it's not probably the ultimate thing that i want to do but it's something that I really like doing right now. And um, we even got deep into it to say, like, am, am I doing all of these things because I am? I'm scared to fail at one of them if I fully went in all on one thing. And when it comes to like and if you really want to break it down it would that comes down to comedy podcasting like media stuff yeah because the other like golf and like fucking around with my motorcycle and stuff like that like it doesn't matter if i get good at that like she'll make you sell the bike here soon right exactly well no she's not gonna do that she already said that uh she's not gonna ride it much this next year but maybe the next year after that Mm-hmm. With me, <laughs>
1: but either way, my no. wife literally took my expedition to the dealership, traded in for a minivan as I slept. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know how flexible, you know how cool my wife's like, she's amazing. Yeah, like you know, we we do a lot of cool things together yeah. and out outside of. But think about that. Yeah. When the kids came, the second one came. She took my expedition and <laughs> traded it in for a minivan because the expedition was too tall for the car seats. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. All you, right. You keep thinking about whatever. <laughs> yeah. But you know, you, and that's the other thing is, and 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 then, and I don't know. It, I wanted to just do something I got joy into, which right. is is this is it's 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 not I do this not for anybody anymore. Bef, right. Before. Like we got, we got some podcasts really big and we had a great
0: fan base. And then, but now it's just like, I do this for me. Yeah. We got to get you and Jacob to chat because he and I got real deep on it. And we started to, I started asking him like, why does he do music? And why does he do the creative stuff that he does? And it was a really good conversation. Um, people might, I don't know. I'm trying to decide if people, I need to go back and listen to it. I hate, I hate listening to my own shows because I, I quit doing it. I as, I, mean,
1: I play enough for the download to count.
0: and then, I, yeah, I know. as I listen, I realize I start to think of things that I should have been saying or I wish I would have said, but I didn't think about it. when I start
1: I, I start listening to the, yeah, but and the but if you, you know, you know what I mean, you know mm-hmm. and I start listening to those things that you repeat. And then I don't even listen
0: to like what we're talking about. I'm like, oh my Lord. well, Jacob and I had a couple of moments where he and I both had to use the bathroom like at different times during the show and What he does is he pauses it then he rewinds it back a little bit lets us hear what we were talking about He tripped me the fuck out because he rewinded it and so I started looking at my phone to like uh, See what like the next thing like I think we I had like pulled up a, a note that I'd put in my phone that I wanted to read on the show and uh he started it and I was like starting to hear stuff and I was like I don't remember even me saying that or him saying that and then so I looked up and I could tell that he was still listening to the doing the recording so I must have been looking at my phone when he was talking because I like had no recollection of what he had just said (laughs) then I looked back down at my phone I was like okay well that's kind of weird but the the sound's still going and then he is so seamless with it so he doesn't have to edit Mm -hmm. he started talking and i thought we were still listening to the recording and i like looked up and I, i didn't say this on the show and i didn't even tell him this i'm telling you now because i just think it's funny like i looked up and i was like oh he's actually talking now like i wasn't i wasn't out that long where i was not paying attention on my phone um and i was like that's what's really weird too is you feel like you're paying attention you feel like you're listening even if you're looking at something but you will miss a lot in somebody's conversation.
1: Yeah, and that's one thing that like when I do off the cuff or if I do if if I'm, here, if I'm in here with you and uh, and like I'm um, guest hosting or whatever and you like say you have two or three comedians in and so what I have to do is is I'm paying attention even if you don't see me looking because yeah. I'm waiting for a keyword right. or waiting for something or I'm waiting for a lull mm-hmm. like okay is this part of go now or whatever and and then um and when i'm on off the cuff like i'll have headphones in but i'm not on the mic the f- and i'm listening to like yeah do you know about blah 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 da da and then all right i'm going ahead and, and trying to pull it up that way if they want it and then while they're talking then in a hand signal like look yep. and then
0: the absolute funniest thing of all time was when you said you were getting uh texts and you were roasting <laughs> the comedians. <laughs> Devon and I both knew that you were not—you were not getting texts. You were just saying stuff that were hilarious to I, the comedians. I had a holster.
1: I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I don't. It know. was so funny. though. I don't know why he bothered anybody to. It was so
0: so funny, and he's such a sweet little kid. Yep. It was so hilarious. Uh, no, but you know, this is going to be an episode that kind of comes out during the holidays so we didn't want to make it super topical just in case it was old news by the time this came out
1: yeah the only thing that's topical is uh if you're listening to this on christmas uh a special episode one time only it's not, it's not coming back full time. It's a Christmas Festivus for the rest of us. That's going to be the title of it.
0: You guys need to do like, that needs to be something that I well, think you guys do regularly. Like, well,
1: we're doing that one. Like and, holidays or... Well, the next one after that will probably be in March. Events my, kind of thing. Well, it's going to be my 40th birthday in March. There you go. So we'll figure Let out... Let me what, be on that one. We'll figure out what we're going to do and, and who all wants to be on it and then and go from there. So And, and we'll do that. I, I, I'm thinking maybe one a quarter yeah if that um because we were in here that's fun we were in here last night with off the cuff listen
0: to that episode is fucking hilarious it was just cool to hear you guys (laughs) you and ap back together just kind of shooting the shit and talking about music talking about all the stuff that you guys talked about well we
1: record this um obviously today is what the 19th i Mm -hmm. think yeah like so we recorded tomorrow on the 20th and then um it's my and like we're just gonna it's just just gonna turn it up and then just yep. um line them up and then just like whatever just bothered me since may and i know like, you got
0: a lot a lot on the uh a lot on the chest that you're gonna get off the chest oh i'm just gonna take shots at everybody yeah. and and
1: that and that's and that's the funny part we took a shot at someone last night that we never said their name out loud but i guess and i wasn't being disrespectful i was just like you know fuck it like i think i realize is like
0: um i don't need have i heard it already if i'm at eight no, minutes left in the episode no it's in the next po- uh oh second so because yeah they record two episodes i always forget that
1: well we split in two parts but this one was about like caitlin and jess yeah mm-hmm. that's why i got into that i was mm-hmm. like we never said who their names were before right. but it pissed me off because right. um
0: the they, like they felt like whatever and then they felt like it was a, a favor to you guys to be on the smug cast
1: yeah and then now it's like Dude, everybody has a podcast, yep. but how long is your podcast going to last? Right. And how many, whatever, whatever. And then, so I'm just like,
0: but I don't need anybody to do what I do. Yeah. This is actually going to come out. This is going to be episode 200 for Juice in the Morning. Oh, wow. Um, and that's that number is not official because I've done a lot of like bonus episodes. I've done, a, I've put out episodes that you guys and I did for Smugcast, but you guys shared the file with yep. me. Um, But those that 200 is the like the numbered podcast that I like started from one to 200. So it's well over 200 that I've done, but 200 of juice in the morning.
1: Yeah. And then um, and I think that's where I just came through it. and, And we were talking about something earlier that we won't talk about, but I'm just like. When people think that they can control you in, in other ways and be like, well, you need to do this and this. And I'm like, no, I don't have to. Right. I do that six days a week in my other job. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to tell me what
0: I need to do. Well, and I, I, I'm the kind of person that, you know, I'm all in on everything and I want to be everybody's friend. And I want to help everybody. You do, yeah. So that's not this guy. So I want to be a part of everything. So, but I'm but supportive I of everything. But I though. didn't realize that that was cause in the podcast community that we've grown and been a part of networking everybody wants to be a part of everything. So like nobody really gets mad. Like if I leave here and then go do a show with Dustin roller, um, you know, you're like, Oh, that's cool. Like I, I, I hope that it goes well. Um, it's just, it's an interesting, it's an interesting world to live in where things are just different. And I'm new to everything. So I don't like, I'm super naive about everything. You know, I think that everything's cool. Everything's gravy all the time. You guys know me. I'm very, very not concerned about, negativity at all
1: yeah and then the problem is is i feel like you can hurt we can like someone can get frustrated with with me at times because of like yeah i don't like that was stupid yeah i mean that's i mean why do i have to hide my feelings on like me talking be Mm -hmm. like because i think we because there's people that don't like me and don't like the show and and don't like what we do and i don't care yeah but i mean we're it, it we're to the point now it's like it's different like this is a podcast like
0: so you don't have to listen to it mm-hmm.
1: but i I love if people listen to it and they don't like us because I think it's
0: funnier yeah well and and there's there's so many there's there's the we, we've developed really diehard fans the people that always listen always comment always and I think that's cool I think that's a cool little network that we built on top of the podcast friends network that we have
1: well I just think that you know at least in Indianapolis I think that like what we do out of here, with who we work with I still think it's the best in Indianapolis mm. because we're the most consistent um, we're the most supportive and um, fuck Ohio <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I, I love those guys still.
1: But. No, I hate Ohio. I like those guys. Oh, okay, <laughs> see, I hate Ohio it. too because my my stepmom was from Ohio. Yeah. She was a hooker. Yeah, well, they, she, she broke up with my family. That's why I hate Ohio. It's terrible. Yes, it's not terrible. Ohio sucks. Yeah, Ohio sucks. Speed traps. <laughs> no, but like meeting those guys and see what they do. Yep. You know, because they're creative. And even if I'm not into it, I'd still like respect it. Right. You know. Yep. I, I see you
0: share the stuff, and but the, I bust, so. but I bust balls. Oh yeah,
1: right. You will, and then I I could. See like all of a sudden people used to share stuff of mine and then mm. it stopped yeah. and it was funny and I was just like and I'm not talking about those guys yeah. another person I'm just like really yeah and then I shared theirs out of nowhere and they're like oh huh.
0: thank there you, you go. <laughs> here's the uh, that's reciprocated we just
1: bring it back to uh social media like if if you know if, if my main thing is um social media <laughs> is out there you can always send a message and be like hey really like talk to you get to know you mm-hmm. or whatever like hang out instead of being like what are these fucking dorks doing yep but then again i'm i'm, I'm like that a lot because i don't want to be famous mm-hmm. you know i don't i want to put out content people like i want to enjoy it find it funny thought provoking but if you don't like it cool i don't care like you know if you don't like me i really don't care yeah but at least tell me you don't like me so i can get a chance to say something back to you exactly give me an opportunity Give me opportunity to be like well sit down for a second sonny yeah. so uh,
0: we're we're uh, we're out of time juice. Yep. so the last thing i wanted to get into real quick is um we have a, another project that i talked with jake about that we're going to try to work on <clears throat> coming up soon so just keep your guys eyes out for it and ears out for it it's going to be a fictional podcast There's a lot that's going to go into it, so it's not probably going to be ready for a long time, but I just want you guys to start thinking about it. And that's it.
1: Yeah. Uh, other than that check out flyover media uh, pretty excited for 2020 uh, you got uh, a shitload of shows if I ever get better at social media then we'll maybe grow a little bit more <laughs> yeah. I'm getting AP to make more videos yeah. um, I made some uh, new stuff on here um, some stuff so I'm excited for it so me too um, that is all that juice uh, it's it's 2019 we became closer yep. I didn't think you were so much of a, 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 a flaming whatever adjective you pain had. in the ass no, you weren't paying <laughs> We got you focused in now. Yeah. And then now you're starting to like be about you instead of worrying about everybody else. Right. Like You're focused in on you, and then you're like, I'm going to have a baby. Yep. Um, I'm going to focus on this. Hey, I can't do that. I can't do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I'm proud of
0: you. Yep. We're moving into the uh, new year, guys. Thanks for listening. It's uh, Hopefully, it was a fantastic holiday for you. It was a fantastic holiday for me. Hey, Juice in the Morning fam. Do you like affordable, stylish sunglasses? Juice in the Morning has partnered with Midwest Shades to bring you a special deal. By using promo code Juice 10, you'll be eligible for 10% off your entire order. Go to MidwestShades.com, use promo code Juice10 to order your shades, and start getting compliments on your look today. Greetings, Earthlings. Juice in the Morning here. We are Unpredictable Talk Radio for Indianapolis. If you want to follow us on social media, our Instagram is at Juice in the AM. Our Twitter is at Juice in the AM. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice in the Morning. If you want to follow us personally, where can we find you, Johnny? If you're on Twitter, you can follow me at jb underscore juice in the AM. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's Jonathan D. Boughton. If you can't spell my last name, that's your own fault. And since I am the Juice himself, you can follow me at Juice85OR7 on all social media. Once again, you can find us on podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Google Play, and you can stream us on Spotify. Time to blast off, and we'll see you in space, bitches.
1: (laughs)
2: that podcast that we just listened to was amazing
1: i know i was i've never heard anything like it it was
2: one of my it's one of my favorites i just wish i had like a shirt or something or socks anything Wait a just, minute.
1: i want to be able to represent the podcast that i love so dearly
2: what's that rumbling over the mountains over there teesprings.com slash stores slash magic squirrel how did they get it that big that is ginormous teesprings.com slash stores slash magic squirrel let's go to it right now pull out your phone alright oh look at this all the merch for the podcast we were just listening to plus all the other shows on the network all in one spot
1: they got pillows too Beach's I need a new house. pillow.
2: You, we could go to the beach and, and get suntans on them.
1: Yes. They have everything we could ever want. Posters. With the logos of our hoodies, favorite shows.
2: shirts, socks, even socks, cell phone cases. Wow. Oh, Is there man. anything they don't have? Well, it doesn't look like it. No. So when you want to get your favorite merch from the, your favorite podcast, just look up over the mountains and you'll see... The giant sign that's just taken over the world.
1: It is very big.
2: Teesprings.com slash stores slash magic squirrel.
1: Go check it out and get some of this great merchandise. I know I'm sure going to. It's blotting out the sun.
2: Oh my god. It's coming straight for us. What are those flying? What are those flying? Get shit it. we can order it from the computer <laughs>